0: Hey guys, thanks again for joining me. We are back with Show 51. This is the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, street bikes. That's right, even street bikes. If you've got a Grom like me, Head over to Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Ooh, that rhymed. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and F-R-E-E, three-day shipping. Easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us crazy two-wheel dudes and dudettes. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. And hey, thanks Fly Racing. 2018.5 Connecticut Mesh is out. Go check it out. Go buy some at Rocky Mountain, of course. And also, thank you, Chris Riesenberg at Racetech for jumping on board with us and for giving me some kick-ass Honda suspension. If you guys got a Honda 450, CRF450R specifically, go to Racetech.com, call them, get your stuff done. Colton Ack, I turned him back. He was with another company. He tried some Racetech stuff on. mine and he was like, holy crap, Boom. He went back, he's stoked, he's riding better. No more crashing, Colton. But head over to Racetech.com, check them out. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Yes, that does. And all the products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the red, white, and blue. So please, head over to Racetech.com and check them out. Also, a new sponsor that came on board that you will hear in the commercial reads, is Skosh. You've seen them on the Rockstar Husqvarna team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson. They make all kinds of cool gizmos, gadgets, 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 mounts, headphones, boom bottles. Great stuff for your garage, your car, your home, backyard. I use the boom bottle in my Sprinter van when I'm out testing to listen to some music they got all kinds of cool chargers, you know, wireless chargers. For those of you guys who are out all day and your freaking battery goes dead, this little magnet charger that they have, awesome. Charges your phone up to six times. So they just have a bunch of really cool stuff. Go check them out, please, at scosh.com. That's scosh.com order some stuff, put the product code in, SCOKT 25, SCOKT 25, get 25% off, it helps us out, keeps this sucker running, gets you guys some information, and just yeah, makes life a lot easier for me when you order stuff, so I'll answer your emails, get you guys all the information you need, just help me out by supporting the sponsors, that's all I ask. So hey, we're back here with another week. We are talking about 2018.5 2018.5 Husqvarna Rockstar Edition Living With Podcast It just came out for you guys, right? I think you guys just got them in the dealerships What? Two, three weeks ago? But hey I've been riding this son of a bitch for three months Okay? I'm sure you guys seen my Instagram My social media stuff I've been riding the crap Out of the white and orange bikes Now, you Yamaha lovers, just calm down. I still love a Yamaha. I still love a red bike. I'm on board with those bikes too, but I really, really enjoy my time on this new Rockstar Edition. It's become a part of my way of life every day for testing lately, along with many other things, of course. But I think I've put over total over the course of two bikes, because I had to turn one bike in, they needed it back, and they gave me another one. Thank you, Andy Jefferson, for that. So I would say, hmm, over almost probably 35 hours total on this sucker in three, almost three months. So I've had a lot of time to learn the traits, the ins and outs, the good and the bad, a lot of things about this bike that I maybe didn't tell you in the First Impression podcast. So I'm going to get this sucker out here get you guys some settings and also things that I've learned, little quirky things and maybe some little extra modifications that you guys can do out there that just got yours. So, And you know what? for Tested isn't all about new bikes. I'm just putting together a huge list of all the used bikes that I have You well, all the used bikes that I have Tested and liked over the years. So, we're going to be doing that podcast as well. So, I wouldn't say top 10, but each manufacturer, we're going to go through some used bikes that are good buys for you guys out there that are looking to buy some used bikes. Maybe just get into the sport. So, look for that podcast as well. I know money doesn't grow on trees. Not everyone has $11,000 to go buy a Rockstar Edition. So we're going to cover that too as well. I get a lot of emails about that. So a lot of cool, exciting things coming up on the podcast. And a lot of things going on with the app too. So look for that as well. So diving right into it. As you guys know, I'm a big Yamaha lover. But I have grown to really, really enjoy my time with this Rockstar Edition Husqvarna. The engine is not, like I said in the first impression, it's not going to just excite you or overwhelm you or like, holy crap, there's so much bottom-in. There's not a lot of bottom-in with this Rockstar Edition. Even less than the KTM Factory Edition because of the airbox. The airbox volume is smaller. So, real easy fix, guys. I know we talked about this on the 250 podcast. You guys want a photo of how... I drilled the holes out in the side you know, panel airbox area. There's six holes. I have a photo. Email me at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll get you that so that way you guys know what to do and how to drill them out. So drilling these holes out is important to get some excitement and some more bottom end pull back in this Rockstar Edition. Otherwise, If you guys like that, which I have some guys that rode this bike, a couple of my vet guys that are novices, intermediates, heavier dudes, they like that smooth, real easy power delivery. But I would like just a little bit more snap. And it doesn't drastically change this power curve, okay? I'm talking it's minute. For those of you guys that know, three baseline is the stock bike, drilling these holes out you'll get three plus. It's, it's a minute change, but I do like the RPM response that you get when you get some more air through this airbox. So that's the difference between this bike and the KTM, is the KTM volume inside the airbox is a little bit bigger, so you're getting a little bit more snap. So doing this will help that and equal it out to be the same as the KTM. Again, super connected feeling, Every track that I have been to, and I have been riding a lot from my home because I live in the desert and I have all these types of tracks and terrain that I can ride in one day, I go out to what I call my hard pack track that has a lot of clay in it, a lot of off cambers, real long ruts, hard packed ruts that do not move, almost blue grooving areas, and the bike works so good because the delivery is so smooth and easy to ride. I love it, I love it on that track. I'll come back home, lube the chain, adjust the chain, check the filter, gas up, go back out to my softer track that's deeper, sandy, less ruts, more berms, okay, but very, very square, edgy, and rough. And I like the bike almost as much as I do on the hard pack. That's where I would want that extra snap, and that's why the holes were drilled, so It works really good in that area. Now, when I take my Yamaha YZ450F out to that sandy, square-edgy, deep track, there's a little bit more excitement, right? I get a little bit more pop out of the corner, but I'm not as connected to the rear wheel as I am on this Rockstar Edition. This is where I'm really starting to appreciate what this bike can do. Over the 30-some hours that I've been on this bike, I've come to the conclusion that I feel feel like I'm riding slower, but every time I bring my Garmin watch for lap times, I am 8 tenths to a second, a full second faster a lap on this bike because I can get on the gas sooner. I love it. I love that I can roll into a corner and get on the throttle sooner than I can the Yamaha. I feel like I'm ripping on the Yamaha, and it's pretty damn close, right? But a little less energy... I can get on the gas sooner, and this Rockstar really enjoys that type of riding. You roll your corners really well, it'll reward you. If you're a rear brake, square up, point and shoot type of guy, it's not the best engine character for that. You probably need more excitement low end for that. But if you're a smoother guy, you want to use less energy, I've come to really love this engine I do notice slightly more engine vibration on this Rockstar Edition versus some Japanese bikes that I've been riding. It's not a huge difference, but I do notice it. So I just wanted to make sure you guys knew that. I've also, FMF, made a complete muffler system that you can check out at keyforinktesting.com and read all about it. But for those of you who hate reading, this FMF system that they have for... The Husqvarna is very, very good. You even get more RPM response and and there is a very, very noticeable difference in mid-range power with this FMF versus stock. I can't tell you guys how hard it is to create a muffler that's better than stock these days. Very hard. What I do like and I do hear from FMF and Little D is with their testing program at FMF, they're doing all their testing at KTM and Husqvarna FMF's not doing the testing in house. They're letting the guys, the race team guys over in Europe and Austria and those guys test the muffler and really dial in the ignition and fuel settings. So when they send these mufflers over there they dial in the mapping according to the Rockstar Edition all of that. So we're not doing it here. I think that's bitching because those technicians and engineers are way smarter than us over here. So they're dialing in that muffler and giving the feedback to FMF to make sure there's no desal pop. And there isn't on this muffler. So usually when you get an aftermarket muffler, it has some cell pop. It, it's not mapped for your bike. Well, they're mapping this muffler for the bike. I thought that was really cool. So you don't really hear that a lot. So I really wanted to get that across to you guys. So nonetheless, that's the only muffler I've tried for this Rockstar Edition. Very good, though. I'm super impressed. It's really hard to impress me with mufflers. I'm usually a stock guy. And with this muffler, I do like it. It sounds good. Like I said, no no lean, decel popping. Very clean. It's not a dirty engine feeling down low and wakes that RPM mid-RPM response and mid-range pull up more. You're not getting in any more top-end or over-rev, but you will gain a little bit bottom-end RPM response and mid-range pull. So, very good muffler. Stoked. I told you guys about the airbox mob. Map 1 and Map 2. I'm more of a Map 2 guy, unless I'm going to a tighter track like Paris or Milestone. So, For those of you that have this bike, MAP2 has a little less engine braking and a more of a free, revving feel. Snappier, not as long, linear as MAP1, but to me makes the bike feel more exciting slash lighter. So I'm a MAP2 kind of guy. If you have a flowy track, stick to MAP2. Trust me, it's not... Map one to map two is not a huge change, but you will notice, if anything, is the freer engine feeling and just a little bit more excitement and a lighter, you know, chassis feel. So look into that. Gearing for this bike, I've grown to like a 1452. Okay, so going from your stock gearing, what does a 1450 do, a 52 do, Chris? So What this does, I always feel like since the thing is so connected and doesn't have a lot of bottom end, it's hard for me to run third gear in corners on this bike. I usually have to run second gear, and although second gear pulls really, really far, farther than any other 450 on the market, I want to run third gear. I want to work smarter, not harder. I'm 40 years old. I want to haul ass with less work. That's why I love four-strokes. That's why I love this bike. 1452 gearing helps that process, okay? On paper, same thing from stock. However, going to this 1452 gearing helps two things. Helps me get into third gear sooner, okay? So I can roll the corners in third gear, and it also calms down the rear end for me. Having a bigger rear sprocket in the back and having a bigger counter shaft sprocket, how the ratio is with the chain to the rear wheel helps settle and give me a little bit more traction in the rear versus a stock gearing. You'll see a lot of guys in outdoors, on teams if you guys go to the outdoor nationals, you'll see this gearing around, trust me. So it's a little tip that I got from the Husqvarna guys. It does work, I do stick with the 1452 gearing and of course, you're gonna to have to get a new chain and all that, but if you guys are looking for a little bit more third gear usage in corners, 1452. Keep an eye, or keep a couple in your toolbox fuel filters. Same problem as KTMs. They will get clogged, especially if you're in a pump gas. Even if you run good gas, you're gonna to have to keep a couple fuel filters uh, in your toolbox. What I do notice when those things start to go, your bike will run a little bit dirty. It'll be hard to start. It'll be blah 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 blah, and it'll—it's just hard to clean out. I guess what I could say—that's more of a fuel filter problem. So you can just pull it out, unsnap it where the fuel line is, look at it. You'll see it could be clogged. Blow through it, whatever. Don't try to blow air through it. You just damage it, and you're screwed. So just get a new one. They're cheap. Have a couple in your toolbox, and you're done deal. So that's basically the, all I've done to the engine. It's it's a great engine package, like I said, friendly to ride. The more I ride it, the more I appreciate it. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. You guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie? You're cold. You want your chick to look cool? Get some hats, shirts, hoodies. Be a moto fan, be an off-road fan. Go check out RuddedRacing.com or, if you guys are on Instagram, at Rutted racing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rudded Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at RuddedRacing.com or ruttedracing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Rudded Racing, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Whee! Whee! You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 T's, get 10 free T-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10 ScreenPrintingDone.com, they produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having? You Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me, that's where I get all my Kieferink ink testing shirts, Go over there, check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12, get 10 for free. Later. Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Scosche. It's spelled S-C-O-S. C H E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So They just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So, founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, Skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Scosche develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Scosche finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh, Skosh.com. Chassis. I don't have a lot to say about the chassis. I do have a lot to say about how easy it is to corner and how light it feels. That's another thing I love more about this Husqvarna versus a Yamaha where I can stand up through corners a la Euro style. Go to in. You know, I'm a big MXGP guy. I watch these dudes all the time, dude. The bike feels really, really light. It's 13 pounds lighter than a Yamaha. Okay, I feel that, and I feel that in corners and on tip in, on lean in. I don't have this heavy feeling going mid corner. And the Yamaha corners fine, guys. Like I think it corners just fine, but just the weight difference of. If I want to cut down off of a blown out rut, or if I want to set my corners up wide and cut down and just missing bumps and hopping things, I love this bike because it's light feeling. If the Japanese got on board some of this lightweight feel, you know, I don't think they know what they're missing. I know it's tough to develop a bike because it's going to cost more to lose the weight, but for you guys out there that don't think weight matters, it really, really does. There's a fine line like I've mentioned in previous podcasts like yeah, you gotta have some weight for some traction and straight line stability well, Husqvarna seemed to find the balance, at least on a motocross track where I got great straight line stability, I got good cornering um, diving in and coming out, I wish I had a little bit more front wheel traction but that's not the chassis, that is the AER fork versus a spring fork feeling for me. So <clears throat> the updates that they did to the chassis are excellent. If you guys are wondering, hey Kiefer, should I just go buy a 2018 standard version, or should I get spend extra money on this Rockstar edition? What I've been telling people in the emails that I've been getting back to them on is the chassis alone is worth the extra thousand, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, or wait for the 2019 version. Whatever you guys want to do. But the chassis feeling alone is worth it. The engine, eh, it's about the same. There's not much difference in engine between the 18 and the Rockstar Edition. So, yes, I would spend my money on the Rockstar Edition versus the Standard Edition for the simple fact of chassis feeling. It's a little bit more... It's a little bit stiffer in areas that I would like it, and it corners a little bit better, and it feels lighter. That's the main thing; it feels really light, and that's what I really enjoy about this chassis. Moving on the suspension, I'm going to give you guys some suspension settings here. So, I have. There's one setback to this bike; it's the fork. Yes, it's an air fork. Yes, you know that I don't like air forks, but out of all the air forks out there. This is the one that I've been living with. Okay, I'm having a tough time on the Kawasaki Showa SFF Air. Okay, Race Tech did it. It's better, way better than stock, but still doesn't feel as good as this WP Aer fork, and that doesn't feel as good as a stock standard KYB SSS or cone valve. Right, so. I go to these choppy tracks and that's where that fork doesn't shine. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of comfort, doesn't feel plush. It just feels a little bit stiff. How I can explain to you is like there's a there's crust, right? And after you break through that crust, there's that nice gooey comfort plushness, and that's what I have to break through and that's what's different between A spring fork versus this air fork is that crust that you're breaking through, that first bump or two that you're hitting. You don't feel that as much on a spring fork like you do this air fork. So I'm having a tough time on throttle to keep that front end just planted enough to where I feel really, really confident. Please Husqvarna and KTM if you're listening. I respect the air fork process that you've been doing, okay? I'm sending out an SOS to you guys. You guys, uh, KTM and Husqvarna, if you put a spring fork on your bikes, that's it. Game over. You would have unanimous, unanimously the best bike out there. Uh, probably every magazine out there. There would be no debate. I would be the MXA... Of the testing world, like, okay, you know, spring fork now. No one, no one wrote votes at first. That's it. You guys all suck. If you don't vote, you know, Husqvarna first now. Everyone else is retarded. No, no, no. That's how good this bike would be if with a spring fork. I'm going to put a cone valve on this thing. Okay, it's coming and it's coming real quick. And I want to see if that is the game changer with this bike. Now you can make this thing better. Here's how. Starting with the fork. Stock air pressure is 153 or 10.5 bars however you guys are doing it but usually everyone works off of PSI. So, try dropping, I'm 170 pounds okay, if you're 180 you're on the cusp of 180 okay between 180 to 160 Go to 150 to 151 PSI. Start there. This will help you with that little edgy, square edge, light bump feeling and get more comfort. It'll help the bike in the front move more in the front. That's what you want. I want a little bit softer feel. I want it to move more. Yes, it will bottom if you have a jumpy track, okay? But for me... I'd rather have a softer feeling, little divey, little divey fork and have comfort versus having a deflecty front end and not getting that contact patch feel that I am looking for. So with the stock air pressure, I feel it's just, I got to break through that crust, right? And when you drop the air pressure, you kind of break through that crust a little bit more and it's just a little bit more supple. So... 150 to 150 PSI. 150 to 151 PSI, excuse me. Start it out. Compression. 15 is stock, okay? I go softer, dude. I go 3 to 4 to 5 softer. Don't be scared to go 5, okay? I've heard other people going more. I don't really recommend it and it gets too mushy and divey. So try going between 17 to 20 clicks out on the compression, Rebound, 13. Okay, that's the magic number, 13. It's not a good number, but for this it is, okay? Magic number, 13 clicks out. think stock is 15. Don't quote me on the stock settings because sometimes Husqvarna KTM is tough to find stock settings. So that fork setting is the best that I have found on all different types of tracks, Semi-jumpy, sandy, hard pack, square edge, D-cell bumps, some hills. Get on that setting. You'll be happy with it. Maybe not the happiest, but pretty good. Shock, sag, 105. Okay, That's the magic number. I've tried 103, too high. Stick to 105. I ran 103 and I felt like my ass into my bike would come around and just miss the rut sometimes. And when I settled the rear end down at 105, it's stuck in the rut, especially when you have those shallow ruts that you really have to find your way in. 105 millimeters of sag, really good. High speed compression, one and three quarters out. I think two is stock, okay? So you're going to stiffen that up a little bit, and that'll help on G-outs. That's the only negative about this shock is on G-outs, it's kind of empty. So help yourself out. Go to one and three quarters out. Low speed compression, anywhere between 12 to 15 out. Find that magic number between there. I go as far as 12 for me, and that still keeps a lot of comfort and traction and sticks to the ground really good. Rebound, 12 to 13. You'll want to slow it down a little bit. I found out even really fast choppy tracks, I went to 13 out, and that was a a great number to be at. So... That's my baseline suspension. After 30-some hours, I found out this is what I can live with. This is what I like. And, of course, you guys know this. Air fork, it's going to change. There's two bleed valves. A lot of guys don't know this. I see this at the track. What do you mean? What are you doing? I'm bleeding the air out. It's an air fork. What are you bleeding the air for? Air fork out. It's a different chamber, guys. So there's an outer chamber that you bleed, okay? You can get on the left fork leg. 10T handle. It looks like a Torx bit slash 10 um, head. You can bleed that, let the air out, put it back in. And on the other side on the right fork leg, there's a Torx bit. Bleed that. Take that out. It doesn't affect your air pressure once you set it. So how I do it is I usually bleed the air out and then check my air pressure. That way I'm I'm good for, for most of the day. So Like I said, it will change during the day. If it's super hot, just keep an eye on your air pressure. It will creep up. Your fork will change. That is why we're going to go try a cone valve fork. WP, if you're listening, please get me this as soon as you can because I can't wait. can't wait to try a cone valve fork on this chassis. So thank you, WP. All right, some little extras here that I've I've, uh, come up with and I want to tell you guys about. The handlebar on this on this bike, it's not bad. Okay, so I am so crazy when it comes to handlebars, guys. Levers, handlebars. I am like Nick Way. I will screw with handlebar height, bend, sweep. Uh, I wasn't happy when I first got this bike. I'm like, it's too low. So I usually have a Pro Taper Evo SX Race Bend. Right, that's what I run on my Yamahas. That's what I like. Uh, I run that on a Honda. But I run a Fusion on a Honda. With this, I run an Evo. And I didn't like the SX Race. I felt like it was too high. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I'm like, all right. I went to a bend that they don't even sell. Pro Temper doesn't even sell this bend that I've tried, and I thought I was going to like it. It wasn't really pumped on that either. So what I did is for you guys out there, this stock bend—it looks low, it feels a little bit low, but it's really good through corners. Unless you're six foot four, I would say this bend is pretty good. However, you can cut. I feel like it's wide, so the magic number is about 801 to 802 millimeters for length. That's where you want to keep it at. Okay, so I think. This bar, if we're working in inches, is like 32 and a quarter inches long. I've measured it. Cut it a quarter of an inch. That's not much, right? So me and my buddy are cutting them in the garage. He's like, dude, I can't believe you feel this stuff. Yes, you can feel it. You will feel it. You put your grips back on, it'll feel a lot better. So trust me, cut the bar a quarter of an inch, and I think you'll like this bar band a lot better. The bar pad on this thing sucks nuts. It moves, it it, it goes down. I don't know why they went to the old school Pro Taper bar pad, but it sucks. Go get yourself one of those new high-vis yellow bar pads that Pro Taper has. They won't move, it doesn't, you know. That stock flat one looks really lame, so it must have been a cost thing. It looks horrible. But anyway, get yourself a new bar pad. Cut your handlebars. I'm not a fan of lock-on grips. You know this. However, Husqvarna and ODI, they suck you in because if you take any other grips and you want to put them on there, you're going to have to get a new throttle tube, right? So, I've been living with these grips. It's not horrible, okay? But I do notice a little bit more vibration through the handlebars when you have lock-on grips. So... If you guys want to go to some pro taper, half waffle soft, or Rental soft, or whatever you guys like, I do like that, but you're going to have to get a new throttle tube. So just make sure that you're aware of that. So that's how the lock on people suck you in, you're going to have to get a new tube. The seat, it's angry, it likes to eat up your ass. Get the bag bomb, I've told you this before, bag bomb works wonders. It's cow udder nipple cream. I don't care. Laugh it up. Spackle it on your ass. Whatever the Get your wife. You know, she have to reach around there and spackle for you. Do it. It's a great, great seat. It'll keep you in place. But it'll eat your ass up. Eat your ass. I'm telling you. So, just be ready for that. Sprocket bolts. Keep an eye on them. Uh, people say, don't put red loctite, red loctite on them. Uh, bullshit. Okay? Red loctite, I don't care. If you guys plan on keeping your sprockets on for a bit, uh, I'm not scared. Red loctite, you don't have to check them as much. But these things back off a little bit. So keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on your sprocket bolts. Seriously. You don't want to be going over a jump and have one of those things shear off and then all hell breaks loose and doctor bills go up. So stand by. Get some blue or red on there, sprocket bolts, but still check your sprocket bolts a lot, please. And your spokes. The spokes like to back out on this, too, more than Japanese model bikes. I do not know why. I'm going to research that. I'm pretty sure they got rid of the tapered spokes because I don't see a taper in these spokes. But they do back away, especially near the rim lock. So check them out. You know, make sure every time you go out at least just give them a feel reach around you know you know how to do that and uh that's pretty much the things that i've had on off tried many hours like i said you know you've been following me at Key for 120 on social media i've been riding this bike a lot i really like it it's starting to be close to my favorite bike you know and it's uh, it obviously won some shootouts You know in the 2018 version If Husky figured out A little bit of an airbox change Got some more throttle response Got a spring fork Stand by dude I'd, I'm buying one Seriously I like this bike a lot It's fun to ride It's light It corners bitching I love cornering I try to make a corner track once a year by my house, a new test track, okay, so when I go test these bikes, I have something new every year. And I just built myself a new track near my house, and I've been riding a lot at this new track on this bike and really comparing it to the Yamaha because it's tough for me to really decipher which one I like better. It's tough, man, like, I love the Yamaha feel, I get back on the Husqvarna, I'm like, oh, man, I love this. I love the lightweight feel. I love the engine. I'm like, I'm so torn. Like, I don't know what to do. But the things that I have tried on this bike to make it good, I would have no problem. If I was purchasing a bike this year, I would have no problem getting Husqvarna. Reliability, like I said, I haven't put 100 hours on her yet. I really would like to. So Husqvarna, if you're listening, let's do a durability test. Let me ride the crap out of this thing. Let's see how durable she is, okay? I get emails say that's not as durable as a Yamaha or Honda. Well, I'm 30-some hours in to total, these, you know, total in both of these bikes. I have yet to have anything happen to them. Yes, granted that they gave me a fresh bike that was like four hours old, but the bike that I returned... Had a lot of hours on it, and I didn't do nothing besides oil, filter, air filter, and check the spokes and the sprocket bolts and the chain. That's it. I didn't even change a fuel filter yet. Last year, I had to. This year, I haven't yet. So I still feel like the really reliable bike. So don't be afraid about that. Parts are easier to get. Back in the day, I see old codgers telling me, oh, parts are too... Expensive, which they are a little bit more expensive than Japanese bikes, yes, but they're available. You can get them. It's okay. So, I mean, I love this bike, guys. So it's a good bike. For, for you guys that got them out there, send me an email. Tell me what you guys think. Chris at KeeferIncTesting.com. You have some more questions. I'm happy to help you guys. That's why I'm here. That's why I built this thing. I'm here to please you guys out there. I know what it's like to spend some money and not get any information back. God knows, MXA gonna get not gonna get back to you. You know, Dirt Bike Magazine ain't gonna get back to you. So that's what testing testing's all about. I understand how much uh, fun riding is and how much money comes out of your wallet to do this stuff. So uh, I'm right there with you. Trust me. I'm not rich either, so I get it. I'm just fortunate enough to have. Uh, been a test rider for many years and know not, and know a lot of things about dirt bikes that I get these things in my garage so I'm grateful, grateful for you guys listening to this podcast thank you, don't forget to go to RockyMountainATVMC.com don't forget to go to FlyRacing.com go check out ScreenPrintingDone.com to get some shirts go to Scosche.com seriously, go to Scosche.com mention the code SCO KT25. Trust me, you'll like the stuff. It's really cool. And of course, Rudded Racing. T-shirts, hoodies, hats. It looks like the Bears going outdoors this year. Rutted Racing is going to help them. So go check those guys out. They help the sport. They love it. And of course, Racetech. You want your suspension better, go check out Racetech. Going to try to get a cone valve fork and shock. I'm sorry. Cone valve, fork, and tracks. Tracks. I always say track. I don't know what it is. And it's spelled T-R-A-X, not XX. A lot of guys say XX, but it's tracks. Um, Race Tech's going to do some stuff because, like I said, they got the guy over there that was TLD's WP dude. He's at Race Tech now. So I'm going to get those guys to valve me up a set of cone valve forks and a track shock, and we're going to go race this son of a bitch because I want to see what the spring fork does. I'm afraid... I'm kind of in the back of my mind I hope it doesn't work so I don't have to go buy one of these things because <laughs> man I like it if it works it's even better oh geez sorry Heather hello 11 grand hello payments oh god I haven't had one of those in a while but and again I know what it's like I've done it many times hit up Heather at com if you want some kefer Testing hoodies t-shirts we got them in check them out Go to keyfringtesting.com. You can look at them, and if you want them, you got a PayPal account. You got an extra thirty bucks. Heather at testing.com. So that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back next week, maybe sooner. I'm gonna race this weekend, the vet race, the Transworld Transam vet thing at Glen Helen. So I'll be there for three days. If you guys are going, I'll see you there. If not, hopefully talk to you guys soon. Hit me up on email. If you see me at the track, come say hi. Let's bullshit. Let's talk about dirt bikes. See you all later.